To all the exhausted village. I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle. The exhausted village. Shout out to the exhausted educator. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the exhausted educator. <laughs> What is going on, Education Heroes? Thank you for dropping into the Exhausted Educator Show. In this solo episode, I'm going to dive into some things I am ultra passionate about. You know I've always been passionate about helping educators because it is, especially right now, just really, really hard over the last few years to be a teacher, to be a para, to be an administrator, anyone working in education land. I'm also very passionate about helping kids that struggle. Because I was a kid that struggled. And it's really what I've built my entire career on. It's been the main focal point for my whole career. There's another area that I am really, really passionate about. And it's because I've got three of my own children. I am very passionate about helping parents too. And so this episode is really going to be about helping parents who struggle, have kids who struggle. And looking at it, from their standpoint as an educator and what we can do to pull them in to help their kids. I got a few things to talk about and we'll get into it, but I want to tell you this. One of the main things I'm main reasons why I'm really passionate about helping parents, it's because it's so incredibly hard to be a parent. Maybe in the history of parenting, you know, you've heard me say in the past, if you listen to earlier episodes, It might be the hardest time ever to work in education. It might be that for parenting. Listen, it is not easy to be a parent right now. As a matter of fact, having children can feel like you're living in a frat house sometimes. Nobody sleeps. Everything's broken. And it seems like there's a lot of throwing up going on. Come on, bald man. No more dad jokes. I can't take credit for that dad joke. That's actually Ray Romano from, what was it? Everybody Loves Raymond from back in the day. Thank you, Ray, for that one. But it is challenging. It's ultra challenging. We're going to dive into what we can do to help parents who have kids that are struggling. That's going to be the focal point, And I've got some big news to throw out on that topic in just a minute. Here's the rundown for this episode. We're going to start off with a quick couple minutes about why I'm so passionate about helping parents who have struggling kids and some big news that I have to share with you about that specific topic. Then we're going to move into party time and party time is going to be all about how we need to do a better job in education of dialing down our education jargon and just talking with parents like they're actual humans They don't live in education land like you do. They don't know all the ins and outs of everything that you learned. We need to talk to them on their realm and make things more relatable. And that's what this party time is going to be all about. I'm going to share a story with you about an experience I had stepping into an environment where I did not know what anybody was talking about. And it blew me away. 
And then we're going to finish up with some actual comments from our Recharge community. I threw a, a question out to the community the other day, and they fired back with all kinds of things. I just wanted to know, what are you doing to bring some laughs to the classroom? Something light, because our kids, they need it. You need it. Bring some laughs to the classroom. And that's how we'll finish up. I don't need to tell you that kids are struggling. You see it every day. Kids are struggling with behaviors. Kids are struggling with academics and keeping up with the workload and learning new material and learning skills. Kids are struggling with social and emotional challenges. Kids are struggling with mental health challenges. Kids are struggling with stress. There is, the list goes on and on. And you know what I've learned? I've learned when your kids struggle, you as a parent struggle right along with them. It is heart-wrenching. It really is. In our house alone, we're working through the challenges of ADHD, and that also includes me, right? My lifelong battle. We're also working through the challenges of an anxiety disorder. We're working through the challenges of type 1 diabetes. We are actually even working through the challenges of a child who puts too high of an expectation on herself to the point where like an A- minus is not a good grade in her mind, which I don't know where she gets that from. That's certainly what my grades were nowhere near that level. So I'm telling you this as a, as a parent who struggles themselves. My wife and I will raise our hands and say, parenting is not easy, especially when you have kids who are struggling. And newsflash, people, most kids are. Everybody's got things they're doing well. Everybody's got things they need to work on. And the things you need to work on always create challenges for you. Henceforth, as a parent, it creates challenges for you as a parent because your heart breaks to see your kid go through something that is hard. I am not the kind of person to sit back and do nothing. And because this has been something that has, has kind of tore me at my soul as a parent who struggles, I've decided to take some, well, take some action. Much like I did with this podcast, I saw educators struggling each and every day, whether it was paras, teachers, administrators, and I wanted to do something And that's why we created this podcast. I am also creating a second podcast. Now, I'm super excited about this. It's going to be called Recharged Parents. You can actually find the trailer. It's already out. And just search for it wherever you get your audio podcasts. only in audio form. But this podcast is going to focus on helping parents with struggling kids. That's what the main focus is going to be about. Because I want to try to... throw out some things that I've learned as a teacher of almost 20 years, and then now moving into my current role, what I've learned about working with kids who struggle. And I also want to throw out plenty of things about what I've learned as a parent with kids who struggle. And I just want to bring in some ideas and I just want to let parents know, you know what, you're not alone. Like we're all going through it. It is not easy. A lot of weeks aren't, aren't easy as a parent. What does that, how does that relate to you? Well, in this particular episode, our focus is going to be on helping parents feel welcome. Specifically, let's make sure that they understand what you're telling them. And that's what we're going to get into next. So 
Again, if you're interested, it's coming later in May, the Recharge Parent Show, but you can check out the trailer already. I'm super excited about it. And if you know some parents who are struggling because their kids are going through some stuff, pass it on to them too. Party time. In this edition of Party Time, I'm going to take you back and share a story with you about a time when I was dropped into a situation where I did not know the educational language that was being spoken. And it blew my mind, made me feel inadequate, and made me feel like I had no idea what was going on. So let me take you back. I am super fortunate to have a job where I work with teachers and paras and administrators, and I just help in whatever capacity that looks like. Someone had once said, you know, I've got to kind of be like a Swiss army knife. It's got to do a lot of different things. And I actually like that, right? That might drive some people crazy, but I love the fact that I get to bounce around and do a variety of different things. As a person with ADHD, it's kind of a good gig because I always have something different to work on. Well, way back when I started this journey in this new job, I was asked to participate in a transition cadre. Now, prior to this job, in case you don't know, if you're new to the show, I spent about 20 years as an elementary school special education teacher. Most of those years were in co-taught classrooms, so I also worked with gen ed kids too. I also did some self-contained classes, but I was always at the elementary level working with kids. The only thing I knew about transition services really was that that was the part of the IEP I never had to worry about filling out. Like, skip that page. Well, I was asked to join a statewide transition cadre team, which was an amazing experience for me and still is an amazing experience for me because I get to meet and, and talk with and learn from just awesome people around our state who do incredible things with transition services. But I didn't even know what it was. In case, you're don't, in case you don't know, transitional services really relates to providing opportunities for kids to learn about careers, getting them ready for career readiness, getting ready for some of them for college, some kids maybe it's independent living, different things that you get that you work on with them to try to transition them to life, whatever the next phase of life is after high school. Usually transition services kicks in around 8th grade for kids, although to be honest with you, the earlier we can do goal setting and trying to get kids thinking about careers and where they're headed in life, the better off everybody's going to be. Now, now that I've shared that with you, let me tell you about this first time I got to go to a transition cadre. I remember walking in, this was pre-pandemic, you know, it was back in like uh, 2018. So 2018, I walked in and sat down with a room filled with probably mm, 70 people. And I remember these individuals who led this meeting, who I've now grown to know are just like unbelievably uh, gifted in knowing the knowledge of transitional services. But at this time, I didn't, I knew like one or two people in the room, but I didn't know most of them. Certainly didn't know the presenters, didn't really know what I was walking into. So I sat down and I started to listen. And within the first couple minutes of this meeting, I heard acronyms 
that I had never heard before. Things like DVR, DDDS, DVI, CIS, KSI. I live in the world of special ed where I know things like IEP, LRE, and so on because special ed jargon is like acronym, it's just acronym nuts. But I remember thinking, what on earth are these people talking about and what language are they speaking? Because I have no idea what DVR is and DDDS and KSI. and I just didn't know. And so it made me feel like I was inadequate to say the least. It made, I remember thinking, wow, I don't know if I can do this. I've learned a little bit what transition services is, but I haven't worked you know, at, with the high school yet very much. And I have so much to learn. And my takeaway when I walked away that day was, I don't know if I can do this. I bring up this story for a reason. How does this relate to you? Well, this really relates to you as far as working with parents. Because when parents are coming in to meet with you, or when you're talking with parents on the phone, or even if you're communicating with parents on email, it's super important that we relate to parents in a language that they're comfortable with. So many times in education, we get caught up in our education jargon, and it is just hard to relate if you don't live in that if you don't live in that education land now specific to kids who struggle it is super important that we try to team up with home for the benefit of the kids now i totally get that many of our kids that struggle it is sometimes impossible nearly impossible to try to get their parents to come in to help or get their parents to come in and meet with you get their parents to whatever I get that. I've lived that. As someone who has spent 20 years uh, in, in special education as a teacher, you know, I had plenty of times where I would try to call nothing. Call crickets. Nothing. I wouldn't get anything back. But there were a lot of kids that I worked with that struggled. Their parents were really trying, but maybe they were busy. Whatever the reason is. Now, it's super important for kids that are struggling to have a team between the school and home. It's not rocket science, right? Like anybody knows kids are going to have better success if there's support from home, right? Everybody knows that. However, specifically for kids that are struggling, if the parents can link up with the school, they're just going to have a better chance to accomplish more together as a group, right? Really, it's, it's all about building a bridge, And the only way we can do this with many parents is to meet them where they live. It is to talk to them like a regular person. When a parent comes in for a meeting, don't be throwing around educational jargon to the point where, yeah, you might sound sophisticated, but they don't care. They just want to know about how you're helping their kid. Don't worry about trying to make it more complicated. Just talk to them like humans. Talk to them like your neighbor. Talk to them like a person who cares about their kid. That's the most important thing. So please, please keep this in mind. In the education space, we have all kinds of jargon we use, and it's all important, yes. But when you're thrown into a situation from a parent's standpoint 
where you're sitting there in a meeting, you know, whether it's an IEP meeting or whether it's a conference, a, you know, meeting with an administrator, whatever. If you don't talk to them on, you know, in a way that they're, they're going to be able to relate, it's a missed opportunity. You want to pull them in. You want to let them know you care about their kid and you care about them. And you want to be able to build a team for the purpose of helping their kid. And in the end, a kid who struggles less will end up having parents who struggle less. Get them laughing. Let them laugh in your classes. Laughter is great medicine. It really is. Think about this. If you're struggling at something, do you want to be in a situation where you're just stressed about it all the time? Probably not. I'm not going to dive into brain stuff, although I totally geek out about that sometimes. But I'll tell you this. So many people, when you create more stress, like just work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. Maybe it creates stress because somebody's not doing well with it and they know they're struggling. It has a tendency to cause your brain to lock down, right? Sometimes go in panic mode, but just in general, you don't fun- your brain doesn't function as well. How can you alleviate that? Have moments where everybody can just decompress and breathe a little. And sometimes the best way to do that is find things to make kids laugh. Because of the pandemic, I have enjoyed laughter more than I ever did before. And I remember as a young teacher, Mrs. Carter, who was an awesome mentor, not an official mentor, just somebody who I looked up to, was just an amazing teacher. I remember her always saying her favorite sound in the world was the laughter of kids. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I get it. Yeah, that's pretty good. But then the pandemic hit and, you know, being a, being out on remote for a while, I, there was something about it. Like a, it, it made me think more about how much I enjoy hearing kids laugh. In your classroom, you can do a variety of things to make kids laugh, ease the stress, create an atmosphere that's beneficial for everybody. I threw this question out to our recharged community who, by the way, is just, they're just amazing people. If you're, if you're not there, check out the show notes down below. I'll leave the link to join the community. You don't have to worry about, you know, having to do all these extra things. We have some people just show up and just kind of read what's happening and that's fine too. We find your place. We want you to know that you're invited, but the people there are amazing and I threw out this this question the other day in the community and just said, what are you doing to get kids to laugh? Here's a couple things they threw out. Take silly photos, and then you can reshare them with the kids. So like you take silly, uh, silly photos of the kids, and then you can share them. Down the line, you can come back to it and show them again, right? You can reuse that. Someone else said, a joke a day. Share a joke every day. Get kids laughing. So... <laughs> These next couple kind of go into like the importance of bringing weirdness into the classroom. Uh, 
one one paraprofessional said she enjoys doing the newest TikTok dances. I'm guessing that she just breaks down in, into a, some kind of TikTok dance. Uh, and I could totally see I could totally see this lady doing it. I'm sure it would make everybody laugh. Uh, another teacher said serenading kids in song. So she has a couple songs. She just breaks out in song whether they like it or not. And then one person said they actually gave like an example of a real life, a real experience that happened where you know she gave another teacher that came in a mint that was really spicy. <laughs> And the teacher kind of kind of flipped out, and the kids just all had a good laugh about it. And I kind of think the real the real examples that come out naturally those are probably your best ones. But sometimes you can force it too, with a joke. You can force it with you being weird and being silly. That laughter is super important for everybody to be able to breathe. It's super important for kids who are struggling because the atmosphere that you set, if all it is is just about doing work all the time, doing work all the time. We're not doing our part in taking some of the stress off. So think about ways you can get laughter back into your classroom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close up on this. There are a lot of struggling kids. And because of it, we've got a boatload of struggling parents. Be sensitive to that. Be empathetic. Be sympathetic. It is not easy to be a parent. And so do what you can to help them. Do what you can to let them know that you care about their kid. Do what you can to communicate with them in a way that they are just comfortable, in a way they're comfortable. You can do it. It will create a bridge. You'll create a team, and it will be this the student. It will be your struggling student that really benefits from it. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit today. I really appreciate you out there in education land and all the amazing things that you're doing. I know it's not easy work. Like always, I want to close on to care of yourself so you, can, so you can take care of them. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. We'll see you again soon. Party time. It's like oh, 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 sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. <laughs>